0: And now, live from the studios of Freedoms
1: Phoenix, Ernest Hancock.
0: Believe me when I say we have a difficult time ahead of us, but if we are to be prepared for it, we must first shed our fear of it. I stand here without fear because I remember. I remember that I am here not because of the path that lies before me. But because of the path that lies behind me, I remember that for 100 years, we have fought these machines. And after a century of
1: war, I remember that which matters most. We are still here!
0: Let us make them remember. We are not afraid. Because we have confidence. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's opposite of fear, confidence. Man, I'm going to be pimping that for a lot. Welcome to the show here in the Love Bus. We're back in the Love Bus in Bangor, Maine. Let me tell you what the problem was. We found out um, Derek Stagg came in. The power went out, you know, on the the building. But we don't know, and we don't care, because we're isolated from, and we still do the show. Ha, ha, ha. See? 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 Of course, now we got to... Watch the batteries, but the sun's coming up for the solar. See? Ha! Ha, ha, ha. Tim Pichot, Liberty libertyadvisor.com. Tim Pachote. he's just uh, driving back to Arizona from the Red Pill that was at Jekyll Island. So, good morning, Tim. You on the road?
1: Good morning. Uh, I'm actually in my mom's driveway in Charlotte, just about to back out here at about minutes and uh we'll be on en route to nashville to visit an uncle and then uh on to the great state of arizona but uh yeah speaking of batteries i they had amazon prime day yesterday so i uh, not necessarily a battery but i went and bought myself a generator so now i feel a lot more uh legit and in, in trying to get secure over here so uh well are you doing you know. that
0: for your home or for your rv you're going to get or both or what
1: I mean, everything I buy pretty much nowadays is, is in the, uh, you know, in thinking ahead for the future and trying to get dual use for both. So, you know, if it happens when I'm at home or if it happens if I'm on the road, just having just buying things that could be used to serve uh, any purpose in this new pandemic world that we're in right now.
0: Yeah, that's when uh Grodowski is having one of the guys put in a solar system. So he gets 400 watts on his, you know, fifth wheel and then, uh, he gets, uh, a little inverter, you know, just to be able to power when the sun's up, he can do some work and got the inverter yet. But, uh, uh, Bob's looking at it and the guy that did it, uh, wrong charge controller. And it, I mean, it's a, you know, simple device. It's not that expensive, but if you get the wrong one, you got the wrong one. You know, it doesn't, uh, make use of all the power because he didn't take into account something. I mean, you got to do the math. So, that's something that we should do. That's one thing we are going to do on the bus. We're going to go through on just the power system when we get time to, you know, start documenting that stuff for just this reason. A lot of people, they go, oh, yeah, I got a panel, and I got a thing, and I got a wire, and I got it, and we're done. No, you're not. You know, if you don't balance it right, or you get, you're get, you not going to get all the goody out of it. So this is something that we all need to know. I'm glad you're doing it. Um, but you just went and got a generator. Did you get one that runs on gas, diesel, propane, gas and propane. I mean, how all drilled down did you get?
1: Uh, it was gas. But, I mean, being Prime Day, it was twenty five percent off, and had a bunch of really good reviews. And my mom's boyfriend did a lot of all this stuff, and is into off grid and camping and everything. And he uh, said it was a, a good one to get, so kind of went with his uh, his advice on it. And yeah, it was pretty pretty cheap, given the fact it was it was Prime Day. Very cool. I waited. I waited, of course, to wait to the very last second on it. So I think I only had like another half an hour left before the deal went, went away. But, you know, 25% trigger. off.
0: Okay, well, before we run out of time on the first segment, um, Red Pill. The only thing I saw online is that they're having problems with, you know, being able to do the streaming or whatever. Did that ever get fixed?
1: Uh, I mean, I was there in purpose, person, so I didn't really have to worry about whether it was streaming That's or not. But right. it did. Yeah, I mean, in person, there was no problems or glitches, and everything went off without a hitch. And it was super successful. There were 600 people there. I mean, it was more people, it was like more people than Anarchapoco. And it was all on like very small heads up. I mean, what, there was like maybe a month and a half, two months that I was being able to get pimped. So, uh, yeah, no, very, very successful. And, uh, you know, I saw maybe two people there with, with masks on. We, uh, the last night I was hanging out with Jerry Griffin until two in the morning. And that guy's got so, he's got more energy now than I feel like he did three years ago when, when we first, when I first met him up at, up in Colorado. Uh, yeah, the guy's just incredible. And, uh, then the, towards the very end, we were like, oh, look at this. The room to the Federal Reserve is unlocked. Like where they signed all that, all the paperwork. And so at, like one, one in the morning, we're just inside the room drinking and, uh, probably weren't supposed to be. And then we got, then we got caught by security. And instead of getting in trouble, he gave us a ghost tour of the whole place, ah. Jekyll Island. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, no, it all it ended up working out really well. Uh, the speakers were great. Got a lot of great interviews. I'm sure a lot of, you know, your former guests, I'm sure, were, were among the speakers. Uh, uh, have you ever interviewed Andrew Coffin, Dr. Andrew Coffin?
0: Um, I have him on Freemius Phoenix so much, I keep thinking I have. I don't know. I mean, you know, Andrew Kaufman. Have we uh, interviewed him before, Donna? I don't know, possibly, but I don't know. I know many. Well, go take a look. Maybe we'll get the boy on. Because Tim, do you, yeah. you, you think he should be on?
1: Yeah, he should. He should definitely be on. And I was looking on your your website to see if you'd interviewed him, and, and real quickly, and all I saw was uh, yeah, he was on the site a bunch, but I'm not sure if he's actually on your show. Not as a guest. Uh, okay. But I mean, he had a lot of good information about. I mean, I'm not. Uh, a biologist or a doctor some sort of like repeating some of this stuff. But, you know, in terms of, like, Koch's postulate and how it doesn't, uh, you know, the virus doesn't really meet the sniff test on any of that. Maybe we should call it the Joe Biden test, the sniff test. doesn't really meet <laughs> doesn't really meet any of those requirements and how, you know, how do we even know it's a virus? And then there's, there's all this gene sequencing that uh, basically there was a good amount of the sequencing of the virus that they basically just had to make up. They didn't have – it sequenced out, so they just took some from over here, took some from over there, put in a whole bunch of crap. And so they haven't even fully isolated the virus. And so if you can't fully isolate the virus, you don't have controls for the virus, you can't test for the virus. And all stuff your audience already knows. So, I mean, I'm preaching to the choir. Well, oh, you yourself. know, the guy I,
0: that did that, that test, P-T- Yeah, PTR test, They uh, PCR, is that it, PCR? Yep. The uh, The guy that did that, he goes, they're doing it wrong. This is not... This doesn't do it. This is BS. I'm the guy. Oh, let me, let me think. Let me ask somebody. Oh, yeah, me. You know, I'm the one that did it, and I'm telling you, it's all crap. This is um, getting weird. I haven't really drilled down on it yet, but there was a – are you talking a lot of information about um, the stuff that's starting to come out now with all this Hillary, Biden, the October surprise stuff? Did that come up?
1: No, I mean, a lot of it had to do with uh... – you know, I guess the the pandemic was probably you know most of the speakers were talking on that, and of course you know people like Robert Kiyosaki and some other financial speakers. But you know a lot of it had to do with the health related aspects of it. And uh, I don't know, I mean it's a good a good mix of you know of course you probably had you know not to offend some of the listeners here, we probably had about twenty percent of the audience was probably you know super cued up and all about trusting the plan and you know going up to Robert Kiyosaki when I was right next to him saying hey I got to ask you a super important question you know. Yeah, uh, you know, is it true that two hundred countries have signed on and all the pedophiles are gonna be round up and you know and, and all the patents are gonna be released and we're just gonna be, you know, have a new day for America and Nassara and Jessara and, and Robert Kiyosaki couldn't have been, you know, less impressed with uh I think some of those questions and uh but yeah, but then you know, you had a lot of obviously freedom oriented people, but an older crowd, I mean he probably had an average, you know, six year old white guy was probably the average uh you know, the average uh person there. But but with that said, okay, we've got 600 of us indoors without a masks. A lot of it being a more, you know, vulnerable, I guess, older population. And uh, I'd bet that none of them got sick from being there, or you know, seriously sick or anything. I mean, there's always something going around. but
0: uh, yeah, just not yeah, nobody, it.
1: yeah, nobody, was, yeah, nobody was scared, and uh, it was great being in that, being in that environment. And of course, right as I'm leaving. Uh, to head over to. uh All right, right, right. Well, of
0: course, right where you were leaving. What well, we got to come back on. Right when he was, I'm gonna write it down. If gets mad at me. Right when Tim was leaving. Tim was leaving. You gonna remember what you're gonna say?
1: Yeah, that's like the segue. I didn't even
0: plan that. So yeah. All right, right when Tim was leaving, something happened. You gotta sit right there, and wait for it. We'll be right back. To be a part of the show, call 602-264-2800,
1: 602-264-2800, and now, Ernest Hancock.
0: And Tim Pachot, and where we left off, you know, we got a bunch of other stuff we were talking about, we are going to talk about, but uh, where we left off was, uh, you were leaving and what happened?
1: Well, as I'm leaving, the the very next day, I'm I'm right by the convention center again, and these two ladies are talking. From Red Pill at
0: uh, Jekyll Island in Georgia.
1: Yep, and I and, and literally on Jekyll Island, and so I hear these two ladies talking about, like, oh, I was reading in the New York Times about how it's so important that we, you know, have volunteers for these for these clinical trials, and I've signed up to get a clinical trial, and there's a meanwhile they're, they're talking through a mask, so it's all muffled, uh, and, I, and I'm standing right there in my COVID 1984 shirt too, uh, you know, waltzing around obviously without a mask, and and so you know it's just so crazy to be in this environment where you got all these top doctors and guys like Del Big Tree and uh, Mickey Wills who produced Pandemic and you know all these uh, you know heavy hitters that you know in that in that movement you know minus yourself and Dr. Judy I guess are you know, some old people missing there but uh, maybe Dr. Patar as well but uh, to hear them say that they're going to get their clinical trials they're going to inject themselves with the same thing that they were wor- that they've been worried about getting the whole time. Uh, I didn't get into it with them because, I mean, I, there's plenty of other people on the trip that I've gotten into it with or had incidences or altercations. But I was, I, was, I had to go leave to go meet meet a uh, potential client in Atlanta, and I was on the time deadline. So I was just running in to get the sandwich, running out, and I hear this talk on Jekyll Island, and it was just, you know, so crazy. And then there were some other people that, you know, I was asking you know, quite a few of the random people on the island, you know, if they'd heard about the Federal Reserve, they knew about you know, how it really worked and just going and red pilling people and had some really good experiences with that and and basically nobody knew what the Federal Reserve was on Jekyll Island. And one guy was saying how he was hoping to, you know, get away from all this mass stuff and that's why him and his wife and all their kids went to the island and then I started telling asking if he knew like what the island like was all about in terms of the Fed. He had no idea and he's like, Oh man, I I wound up in the heart of all the evil as as I've been trying to escape all this stuff and <laughs> having no idea. And uh and then his wife, you know, he always thought his wife was crazy for all this stuff. And then and then Howard was there was there as well, Etienne La Boussier. And uh, you know, we he just got the and then about five more people came down to the Oh to my the lobby, god. And this guy just got the full download of, of everything. Uh and it happened you know, that happened a few times. But I'll tell you one of the worst places was actually Bourbon Street. You wanna know, talk about uh you know a, a terrible place to be for this pandemic. Then we went outside around. We got there really late. It was like gonna be like twelve oh two at night, and we were on. But we're on the heart of Bourbon Street. I mean, it's like always packed, and nobody. I, I video this complete. Just except for homeless people asking you what type of shoes you have, so they could find a way to conjure up conversation to give you money. Other than that, there was no nobody. There was nobody on Bourbon Street. Uh, it was it was crazy, and I've got I've got video of it. Uh, now, granted, it was a couple of days before Hurricane, but you know, down there, they don't really take that. Too seriously, anyways. But, you know, there was no, yeah, it was not, uh, New Mexico was a complete police state. And we have tallies of all the different uh, mask propaganda signs, like highway signs, that, you know, the big light up sign. Uh, Arizona was actually the worst by far in terms of the amount of uh, propaganda in terms of, like, you know, those, like, highway signs that have the LED light up sign. Yeah. Say, like, Mask Up Arizona or something to that effect, or Masks Save Lives. Well, Arizona had uh, nine of them. New Mexico had four of them. Texas zero. Louisiana one. Mississippi zero. Florida zero. South Carolina zero. Georgia one, and haven't seen any in North Carolina yet. Uh, but yeah, but, but again, it's all the money that they put into all this crap, and so they wanted to you know propagandize. <coughs> you know, this is Not what
0: right. I, well, I, I this yeah. is what I found. You know, from doing this in the '90s when we were really doing. You know, the Wall Street Journal goes Arizona, the libertarian state. I mean, it was that bad. I mean, we were just. And pains in the ass, so here comes Sheriff Joe Arpaio, Janet Napolitano, later becomes you know head of the Department of Homeland Security, and Arpaio came from DEA, and uh, you know I mean this. Whenever you got fifty states, it's like fifty nails in a two by four. Well, which one do you hit? The one that's sticking up the most. So the more that we do in the culture uh, of Arizona. That's why they keep hammering this. That's why they keep hitting it. That's why they, but then they get blowback and they're coming up again. It's just, I'm telling you, it's street activism and signs and whatever. This is, this is interesting. And and there's no way that anybody can convince me we're not doing exactly what needs to be done. Oh, check this out. Jay was on the show a couple days ago. We were down there and got the love bus back and so on. And uh, uh, Jay's on, I'm sitting there, I don't know how we got on it, but. I'm like no fear, no fear. You know how to? What's the opposite of fear? And he goes, confidence. That's it. Did I lose you?
1: No, no, I'm, uh, I'm here.
0: Yeah, it's a lot quieter now, man. You, you know, you closed the door or something. I I, I, had,
1: <laughs> I hit the mute button, so uh, there'll be no background noise. But yeah,
0: um, it was at confidence. Confidence is the is the um, uh, alternative to fear because if you know what's going on. And that's like in what you're doing as a financial. Did you just go, or were you a speaker?
1: Uh, I just went. I mean, I tried, you know, last second to see if he needed anybody, but you know, he was already pretty well equipped with a lot of great speakers. I, I asked. I did have. A, I had a great interview. That uh, I'm not sure if it made on your guys' site or not, but I had an hour and a half interview. The great, the better audio. Well, send it. <laughs> yeah. So there's there's crap audio that's on YouTube and the good audio I put on library. Just to uh, people are like, oh, this audio sucks. I'm Like, well, don't listen to it on YouTube. Go to the library or go to my podcast. It's gonna be better quality. But it was. I asked them all about QAnon and Trump, and I mean, I hit them right out of the gate. You don't have to wait to the very end of the interview. Right, right out of the gate, I was hitting them with the hard questions. And some people said it was like one of the better interviews they've seen of, of who the year John John of Geo or Griffin. So oh. John and I interviewed him for an hour and a half uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, but no, yeah, I saw. Had, I saw that. Yeah, we had. Oh yeah, that. you saw that one. Yeah, yeah. We had some other. Yeah, there's some other. Uh, Talked to a guy, uh, Doctor Brad Weeks. Which somebody told me. I didn't know this until afterwards. Somebody told me that was Joby's uncle, or something. I, I I don't know if that was. Uh, anyway, Zach. He was really good. Uh, Mickey Wills, who produced *Plandemic*. I got an interview with him. And he was awesome. Uh, you know, gave a you know great talk up there as well. He came from the left and came from more of like a Hollywood yeah. type perspective, and so. It was great seeing how he was able to kind of stand up to the man. But uh, oh, North or not? Oh, what we're talking about? Uh, New Mexico, they have 14-day quarantine, so they don't even want you driving through their state. And it's basically like, hey, you better stay on the highway and gas up before you leave, and gas up, you know, when you get out. They don't want you stopping there. And it says on their their website, you know, you're not here to take, you know, sightseeing. You're not to go to state parks. You know, you're not going, you know, buying souvenirs you know, just get out of the state or out to on a 14-day quarantine. So there are cops everywhere in New Mexico. It's a complete police state, so, you know, trying to avoid that hell hole as much as possible. So it's, you know, great how, you know, Arizona is, you know, surrounded by, you know, California and New Mexico and, uh, you know, all these. Well, all you know, the propagandizing they're
0: doing in Arizona, is it making it to the people or the businesses or they don't care or what?
1: It's definitely a lot worse now than it was uh, when I left the first time to go to Pork Fest, I'll tell you that much. Uh, you know, when I'm in this grocery store, usually I'm the only one without a mask on. I mean, usually, you know, outside it's not too bad. Uh, you know, most people are not walking around with, with mask on. Or, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's like the level of how far things have gotten. Oh, yeah, it's not too bad. People aren't, aren't all driving around cars and masks on. But, you know, that's the, how far the park is over here. Yeah, uh,
0: we're going into break. We're going into break. Uh, uh, Dr. Shiva, you know, had something to say about some stuff we want to get into you were talking about. So oh, we'll do yeah. that when we come back. And uh, LibertyAdvisor.com. So Maybe he Liberty Advise economic stuff when we come back. We'll be right back. We'll get
1: there are those that just want to be left alone and those that just won't leave them alone. Which one are you? The Ernest Hancock Show.
0: <clears throat> yeah, well, a little bit of road noise, you know, from Tim Pichot, but that's all right. It's not too bad. What we're going to do is, um, you know, get caught up on the, the red pill, but uh, we wanted to talk about Dr. Shiva. We've had him on the show quite a few times because he was um, running for office, and I think it was Congress back then against Elizabeth Warren. It was like, you know, he had a big bus, and it said, uh, "You know, vote for the real Indian because he's from India." You know, and only, uh,
1: only the real, only the real Indian can defeat the fake Indian. And there was a, a 2016 Senate run uh, against Warren, and he had that in his Cambridge, Massachusetts office. And then they tried to sue him for like eighty thousand dollars a day to take it down, and he was like, "Screw you!" And kept it up and made a big stink about it. So.
0: Right. So we, we had him on the show about, but what we detailed to him, I'm going look. Let me tell you, he's going on about how the system works. I will tell you how the system works. It comes down to who counts the votes. That's how the system works. And we went, you know, detailed on that. And after a couple of cycles, man, of doing this stuff, uh, he's kind of getting with the program. He's starting to understand what's up. What do you have to say?
1: Yeah, so a lot of this came from the Sam E podcast, a tinfoil hat that I was listening to that he was on recently. And uh, it sounded like he should have listened to you three and years ago because, you know, the quick version is, is that basically they, you know, destroyed a lot of the ballots, uh, you know, but the ballot is what they count. And so what they count was is the image of the ballot, and they destroyed all the images of the ballot, and then they went to go get all this, you know, information within a certain amount of time. And then, you know, shockingly, they didn't give them the information, and then by then it had been too late, and, uh, and you know, did all these different, basically, polls. And, and, and essentially the quick version is, he believes uh, he's got all the data to prove that, they, that the election was stolen from him, but uh, because he didn't get some things filed in time, you know? It's a you know obviously a complicated mess of how it, is. it should have been on uh you know the radar, you know. And I know that you were trying to tell him this stuff, you know, the first time you ever talked to him, you know, probably three and a half years ago. Because I actually I was one to help get you his phone number. Uh, yeah, the yeah, one you I remember. Thank you. So uh, yeah, but he, I mean, it sounds like I mean, it's a good. Another good battle for him to fight is because, in, and I was, I mean, one of the first podcasts ever made as soon as Trump got elected was like, "Listen, if, if we don't, not that you know, voting really matters, but you know, if we don't secure the vote to the point where it's not on blockchain and we don't even know if the vote was even counted, spending all this time, energy, and effort is all a big waste of time." And now everyone's like, "Oh, well, the vote's going to get stolen for Trump." Well, guess what? He had four years to do something about it, he did nothing about it, and everyone just wanted to you know, sit around saying say, MAGA, 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 look how great everything is. And guess what? You know, they're going to get their ass handed to them during this next election. I'm a hundred percent confident, on, confident on it. I hope Dr. Prince got his dollar bill ready to give over to me because I, I don't even think there's even a chance Trump has at winning this thing. Uh, and I was, you know, having my grandpa stage an intervention with me in 2016 for him telling me what an idiot it sounded like for saying Trump was going to win it. And So, uh, you know, and I said they're going to blame it on the Russians too on video in September of 2016. So, you know, a lot of people predicted he'd win, and not a lot of people said he'd win, and they blame it on the Russians. So, uh, you know, this go around, there's so many different factors that that relate to this. Uh, but you know, the thing is, a lot of liber- he doesn't need to go and placate and, and you know kiss ass to the his hardcore audience. He needs to go to the libertarians, independents, and what am I going to go convince libertarians to get Trump to run? Out? Oh, he's going to pull us out of the war. I think he promised next time if he gets reelected and he's going to balance. I mean, there's no talk of balancing the budget. He already picked Jerome Powell, huge swamp monster. His first uh, economic advisor was Gary Cohn, who was a Hillary Bundler and, uh, you know, guy behind like the carbon tax credits. You know, I didn't work my ass off to get Gary Cohn in there as chief economic advisor. Now Larry Kudlow is just his little, you know, what in there that, and I, I, the very first thing I ever said on Facebook in terms of TV shows that I watched, and this is 16 years ago, I'm, I'm coming up unfortunately on my 16th anniversary of being on Facebook this month, which is almost before anybody, probably probably before probably not a single person that can top that. Uh, and the very first TV show that I said that I watched was the Cudlow Report. So it's not like I'm a Larry Cudlow hater, but that guy gets in there, you know, does everything Trump wants to do. When initially he was opposing him, and you know they're all just a bunch of sellouts. The uh, you know the the deficit's never been worse. The trade, def- the trade deficits has never been worse. The amount of freedoms we have has never been worse in the country. And he plays this, you know, he plays, yeah, a good line with not wearing masks, but he's also rides the fence where he's talking about getting vaccines and talking about, you know, masks while at the same time not wearing a mask. So he tries playing both sides of this. And, you know, and that's the same thing with libertarians. You know, this is not the time for some weak-ass Joe Jorgensen candidate. And so, yeah, great job, libertarians. You know, be happy with your 1% because you guys completely acted it up, not – picking somebody like Hornberger, don't blame Ernie and I, you know, we've both tried uh, or somebody even like, you know, Verva Supreme or even Adam Kokesh, you know, having a message of dissolving the, you know, basically an order orderly, uh, you know, uh, bankruptcy. you know sur- surrender, yeah. Orderly bankruptcy of the country. But no, they want to, you know, Joe Jorgensen, who's, you know, let's just try to go and see if we can, you know, make government 1% smaller here or there on the edges uh, it's such a weak message and, you know, I've done nothing. I mean, this is the most I've even mentioned her name is right now on any platform because it's such a waste of time. Uh, talking to her is like talking to like a dead fish in 2000 when earlier this year in January and, uh, great. You know, you guys want to play to the social justice. I had actually, there was the Mises event. There was a Mises event going on at the same time, uh, as two days before uh, the Jekyll Island deal on Jekyll Island. Uh, and I was, and actually it actually was a black guy that was telling me how, you know, a young black guy telling me how, you know, pissed he is the Libertarian Party for trying to, you know, act all social justice warrior and try to, and it's, you know, a young black guy telling me how they're acting like social justice warriors. And then they have a great uh, black speaker in Maj Trey and they kick him off for being too hood. And you know, so it's just such a joke with all these guys. Uh, and, and at this point, you know, I'm looking at, you know, get doing little things with getting off grid and just, you know, got a generator yesterday and, you know, a bunch of other stuff. So I don't care the whole, I mean, I, I almost hope I didn't win. So let's hurry up, get the tyranny here. That way I don't need to, I don't want to be your age and have to, you know, still be going through all this crap. Something tells me I'm not going to have to be that it's going to be that we can have the, you know, the ashes, you know, the freedom rising out of the ashes, but uh, you know, this is towards the end game They want a central bank digital currency I mean, Bank of International Settlements is talking about it. Bank of Japan is talking about it. The Fed's talking about it. The ECB is talking about it. Uh, you know, there's, there's going to be that. And then they're going to say, oh, you didn't get your vaccine. No stimulus payment. Oh, you didn't get your vaccine. You're not allowed to travel. And it's coming, and it's coming very soon. And I know you you saw it ahead of everybody, and that's why you guys got the love bus, and, or maybe one of the reasons you got the love bus. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, yeah, it just seems like we're in this end game, and everyone wants to sit on their ass and talk about how great Trump is doing while, you know, he's allowed the Fed to double and, you know, double and, you know, basically expand their balance sheet more underneath his, you know, careful eye and watching. Not that, you know, obviously there's supposedly a separation, but we all know that's BS, but he's been cheerleading this whole thing on. And they've done expanded more underneath him than every other president combined. And now I know, I know some people are like, oh, well, that's all part of the plan. Uh, you know, it's part of the plan. They've got to, you know, double and That, now, that right there and-
0: is my biggest concern. And it has been – you know, trust the plan, trust in Trump. Uh, we got, you know, it's coming together. They're doing And I'm going, doing what? I mean, there's so much you could just do or not do. I mean, he's done, you know, some cool stuff. I'm not sure what the game plan. I mean, of course, Dr. Frank in next hour is going to try to explain it to us, you know.
1: Oh, he's, and, on, he's, on, he's on in the next hour.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm going to go. <laughs> uh, well, Tim says you're full of crap. Uh, uh, Dr. Frank, you know, prove me wrong. Well... Watch this video and this guy and this guy. I mean, you can always cherry-pick a lot of things, but it comes down to what, you know, you and I were saying is, you know, in the beginning, uh, he started bombing people. You know, he's using the Federal Reserve. He's doing a all the things that we, you know, if you get that position, you want to make sure you stop or make people aware, and it's just, no, there's going to be a Federal Reserve. No, there's going to be bailouts. No, I'm not – I'm not cutting it. I need like trillions more dollars to the economy of whatever. And of course Pelosi wants, you know, her trillions to go to her buddies and whatever and you're not doing it right and I so I'm it's gonna to get to the point to where the government is seen as illegitimate. When that happens, bad things happen. But fortunately we have states. This is the United States. But the thing is is they're trying to get all lockstep with the man, but each state is different. You go across the state line, imaginary border, and it's totally different from one state to another, which is good. You know, we'll see what wins out. We'll be right back. Pemper dot LibertyAdvisor.com.
1: And now, live from the studios of Freedom's Phoenix... Ernest Hancock
0: and Tim Pachoke from libertyadvisor.com. Yeah, we got to get the streaming and everything all back. You miss all the good stuff in the break. Ooh, doing the streaming. So we're getting it, we're getting it all set up. We're back, you know, getting all the capacities. You know, one of the things that you you talked about, you said uh, the audio that you were doing was better over at Library. We got the now it's Odyssey or whatever. But um, when we we have all these accounts, we have all the capacities to do and we got to start you know uh working with kingsley edwards over on float and trying to make sure that they're going to be able to supply what we need and stuff but when we get back on this hard uh tell me about the library how's it working
1: yeah so just to clarify the like the library technology itself Audio quality is not better than YouTube. It's just that I put basically a crappier version of the audio cause I, I had it recorded from a couple of places, and so one had like my keyboard sort of hitting it and stuff, and that was the uh, the YouTube version where the audio sucks, and then the better audio that was pristine was on that I chose to put that on Library. So I am like basically trying to inconvenience, and then putting like crappy audio if I'm like streaming something to Facebook where it's just off my cell phone camera. But if you want to get the real audio, where it's coming from my my uh, Road reporter microphone, you got to go to, you know, actually either Can our you website. say that? Yeah, I mean, I've been putting that in the comments. There uh, over there. Yeah, I've been putting that in the comments. And actually, I just launched uh, my my media sites, like the you know the beta version of it. it's uh, the Liberty Advisor Show. It's kind of like uh, the media uh, stuff that I've on there, and still it got launched right before, like right as I was on the trip, so I haven't really had time to making adjustments or talk to the web guy about it. But, yeah, I'm trying to now focus on people going to, you know, my website, which will then, you know, host, you know, different, you know, library links and YouTube links. And, oh, you know, and... you're going all James Corbett. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was doing that before at one point and then sort of, uh, you know, I ran into some compliance stuff of, of having everything on deliveryadvisor.com and there's, you know, all sorts of compliance BS to deal with. So I just sort of separated them. For right now, so I, w- I wouldn't have to worry about it. And, uh, but yeah, no, it's the show's been growing and been doing a lot more shows with John Snyson. So, uh, well, you know, I mean, John been...
0: contacted, he said something, he goes, Yeah, how do I get my stuff up on IPFS? And we're like, Ah, oh, now you guys are interested. You know, um, it's, uh, you know, it's a thing. I mean, we did this as a demonstration for Pirates and Without Borders.com and dot Phoenix.com and for James Corbett. And it was the show just how this could be done and be effective. Well, Corbett had, um, last week, we did a, a show where he kind of interviewed me and Derek about all this, and he made an IPFS show and put it up. And uh, so it, of course, you know, took off. But the thing is, is that I'm going, yeah, everybody, everybody, or he's not crazy now, you know. But I'm all, that's one thing, Tim, I've always been way ahead of what was coming. I, you know, you could see the foundations of things happening. And that was one thing that you did. You were going, you know, uh, you know, like Peter Schiff was saying this at the time, too, and and you were the only other one that I knew, certainly as a young guy, going, the Fed cannot stop you, the stimulus. And you're saying that Powell just announced that they now he agrees with you after all this time of saying you're full of crap?
1: Yeah, I mean, technically I guess it was the vice chair of the Fed basically said they're not able to pull away from the stimulus and they're like, well, what's going uh, to, we have to choose between money printing and people losing their jobs. You know, we're basically going to you know, keep printing money is, you know, the flip note version of, of what they were saying, but they don't understand that all the money that they print goes to these zombie banks and zombie corporations that then, you know, you're looking at something like the velocity of money, which is, you know, how quick the money is moving around uh, the economy. It's basically completely stalled out. I mean, it's you know, it's been going down for years. And so we're not seeing that inflation because – and actually I did a, a podcast recently with uh, Kirk Chisholm, who's uh, the, the founder of Innovative uh, Advisory Group, which is the, uh, the firm that I'm with. And he's, I mean, he, he likes gold, and he's you know, been able to accept gold as payment and stuff, and he's had an inflation monitor. But he was actually given the case why in the short term there might actually be more deflationary pressures because his money's not moving around the economy. It's going to all these big zombie banks. When they print the money, I mean, certainly, yeah, it's showing up in some places. Uh, but, you know, we're not seeing the massive hyperinflation everybody was thinking was going to happen because, you know, it's not like the money actually really making it to people. It's just getting stuck at these big zombie banks. And you know, see if I'm wrong.
0: This is what I think is going to happen, what I anticipated. And this is why we did the bus. You know, this is what the trigger was. And uh, and uh, the vaccine thing is just, uh, you know, how they're going to get away with doing all the stuff. they're you know, the fear. and I, This is just a tactic. And uh, the real thing was... Is uh, the Federal Reserve gives you know creates the money into existence, gives it to all these banks, but then they're taking collateral you know for like their overnight lending that lasts forever, and you called that you know and snize and so on. So when they bring it onto their balance sheet, they're over a third of the mortgages now that the Federal Reserve owns. So Federal Reserve owns your mortgage. So what happens when you can't pay? They own it. So then what are they going to do with all this to clear their balance sheet? All these banks that have been hoarding all this money, they'll they'll, they'll buy it all up. And now they own it again. You know, they, they all own everything. You know, this is what Thomas Jefferson warned would happen with the central bank. So I, Exactly
1: what he warned. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So this is... First by inflation, then by deflation. If, you know, if we ever allow central banks to issue the currency and credit of the nation, we're going to end up homeless on the continent our forefathers conquered. I mean, it's pretty damn close to that right now they're I mean, owning a third of the mortgages i mean at what point they're gonna realize that this is a problem it's just yeah it's insane.
0: well at the same time it wouldn't be as impactful if uh they allowed for homeowner you know, land rights i mean if you had damn yeah, bite me it's my land nope not you know it's not your business not your land not your you know, unless you got this crown permit thing it's so simple for me to see it and like How did you know? I'm like, what do you mean, how did I know? You know what I mean? To do this kind of stuff, you got to create a foundation. you got to do a basis. So when I started doing election fraud and all that stuff back in the early 90s, I could see what they did. I filed suit, went to the Ninth Circuit on 44 election laws in 92. No, it was July 3rd, 91. It was from standing from the 90 election because I could see what they were doing. You know, and how this is going to build to where we are now. That's why I had the conversation with Donna, and I go, by the time our kids are our age now, it's going to be a totally different country, and it's to, And that was 2016, so it's it's man, it is on schedule. I thought they were getting behind schedule there for a while, and then 9/11 happened, and they got caught up. You know what I mean? So I am just going. It's funny
1: that the very the very end of last year, I mean, you were telling everybody on numerous shows, uh, you know. It's- 2020 is going to be the freaking year that they're going to. I mean, you you just kept saying that over and over and over again, and so we all have you to blame for manifesting all the crap that's been going on. For which is a concern, is
0: you know. Which is a concern, you know. I I get. I'm going. God, man, am I manifesting this stuff? You know, yeah. I I I'd hate to, you know just by quantum this reality. Is
1: this, is this is Ernie's reality, and we're all just living in it, right? So,
0: <laughs> so so I'm just going. You know, I so I want to manifest a solution. You know, the bus. A little old place where we can get together. You know, that's one thing a lot of people are talking about is uh, intentional communities. And, you know, of course I got my three questions. What do I have to do? What can I do? And what's your conflict resolution? Well, they don't have those answers. Oh, we'll figure it out. I go, no, you won't. Because there's always a guy. There's always somebody. That does. What you need is private property rights. You need, you know, I, I live in this little fenced-in of Kiss My Butt. If you don't have that, then what the hell is good is the government you know that's what they're there for you know if it's not that then what to control you so this is going to become a mantra for people i, I can see it coming, and uh so you know you know everybody get, get used to it here's the manifestation of my reality here it comes it's gonna be a battle over property rights you either own yourself or you don't you own your property or you don't and mandatory vaccinations and mandatory permits for land you know uh uh that, that's it that's how it manifests itself but they can't control your mind and what you know and learn and can live and do and prosper yeah. and what exactly yet that's what they're going for so it it's on this is it and i'm going half of the planet's not even on the internet what happens when that happens so i'm and they have you, access do you have to the updates, truth
1: give any updates on starlink is that supposed to be going live uh, it's fourth quarter. I don't, I don't know if you've been there. They're uh... doing
0: beta now. I know people that have uh, testing it in northern America because it's pretty much flushed out and good enough for southern Canada and North, northern part of America, the United States. And it's, uh, uh, people are raving. You know, it's fast and it's you know everywhere. And so I, it's going to be, it's what's going to finance him going to Mars. I mean, that was kind of the point. You know, so. Here we go. He goes, all I got to do is launch satellites. And I know a guy with a rocket company. So, you know, <laughs> it's happening. We need it. You know, that's one thing. Like, you know, Luke and I are, you know, so dependent on the road with the internet and so on. So everybody that's doing this kind of stuff, even you, if you're going to go fifth wheel, you know, here we go. We Starlink. Well, what are, uh, where, where are you at now? You know, you make your-
1: Yeah,
0: we're in Bangor, Maine, you know, finishing up at Derrick's, and then we're heading to the Pacific Northwest. You know, we'll be in Washington State probably.